And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you courtesy of our Patreon supporters. Want to support the show? Become a Patreon member. Thank you, thank them. Now enjoy the show. Round one is over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That we all started by a month. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Bunch of madness around here. Hello and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. My name is Jason, and before I introduce those two guys right there, ones that I've been so busy lately, I haven't even really had a chance to talk to. Uh, Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's to everybody out there. I'm excited about tonight's show because we're going to be talking a lot about Disney, Disney in the past, the last year. And before we get into too much Disney, I do want to take care of that little bit about us, Mike and Justin, my two best friends. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. I can't believe it's 2020. 2020. (laughs) Like, what in the world is going on? You blink, and it's like, whoa. Remember, it was just yesterday that Cinderella Castle looked like that beautiful birthday cake. You know, and you turn around, and and now look at us. Wow, that's even before my time. For the first time in ever, I feel like you're, for a moment, I felt like you were older than me. Forever. (laughs) Well, I mean, they can't see us right now, so it'd be obvious. (laughs) Disney-wise, it's, uh, you were older than me, so that is way before my time, my friend. Uh, I had a a few things this week. Um, One, I missed the Disney family because we took a week off. First time in two and a half years we've taken a week off, fellas. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but it was nice, you know, It it was over the Christmas and New Year's and, Nice to have that time with the family. Um, I got to show you both something, though, because I was at Target uh, a couple days ago. Look what I got for $3 each, okay? And I intentionally didn't show you guys this. Oh. oh, Constance Hatchaway uh, um, Vinylmation. Or not Vinylmation. uh, Pop. Funko Pop. pop. Yeah, Funko Pop, I mean. And then another $3. Ooh, Jack. Jack. Vampire Check that Jack. out. Vampire Jack. Vampire Jack. Yeah, dude. I was walking down the aisle, and they had this like big bin set out, and it was just this huge thing of Funkos, and I looked down, and those were the only two Disney ones left, and I was like, oh, those are mine. So I'm like going through the store like I was holding just, I'd found <laughs> the buried treasure, and I was so happy. So Nice. Yeah, nice. man. Um, but yeah, other than that, man, our, it, it, week's been great. Katie went back to work tonight. We're settling back in, trying to get Riley back on schedule, so everything's good here. But, uh, but buddy Mike, dude, I haven't talked to you or Jay much because we've been so busy. How you doing, dude? Good, man. Good. You know, uh, like I said, we haven't seen our Disney family in a while. Luckily for me, I had some Disney family stop by the house. You know, uh, I got to see the Master Rockets family. We got to go to the uh, Star Wars. You know, obviously, we're not going to give any spoilers away, but I loved it. And uh, I got to spend some time with uh, Kristen and Chris and Jackie and that whole crew. You know, you know them pretty well. And um, got to see our your dear friend Cheryl Pavia was able to come into town. So uh, even though I didn't get to spend the time with you guys, my Disney family, or, you know, do the podcast that week, I got to have some of them actually here. And, uh, you know, one thing Laura and I love the most is, you know, entertaining for our you know, our friends and family. Uh, you guys have seen I have some huge Christmas parties, some huge New Year's parties, and uh, it's been nonstop. So it was definitely a good time to take off because we've been a uh, full-time entertaining for the last couple of weeks. 
I don't got enough friends to have a party. And who wants to go to Wisconsin? I mean, honestly, really. I mean, that's not the most desirable well, I place to go. I, I, I had my I'd thing go up of pickle in the summer. herring. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd go up in the summer. But that's yeah, one yeah. week of summer. Yeah, bring your bug spray, though. I'm, I'm telling you. Well, you know. You live right there in a the swamp. You know. Dude, I literally have alligators in my back, like, 30 yards outside my back door. So, I'm used to it. I've seen All it. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there they are. Mr. Alligator. We tell him good morning every morning. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I, I've really, really kind of missed recording taking that week off was just super weird but um man we were just so busy we were so so busy i you two would have been so proud of me yesterday yesterday i installed a dishwasher by myself awesome now now question does yeah. it have power it does have power it runs okay and, and this is how paranoid i was i stood i stood in one space and stared at it for over an hour while it ran the full cycle because i was paranoid that water would just start seeping out from underneath <laughs> it you know like i didn't get something connected right but well, I think you, I did it. Uh huh. You yeah. and I had a very um, enlightening oh, yeah, conversation. Right. Yes, yeah. about the power cord. Look, all right, can we for a second before we j- dive into tonight's topic? When you buy an appliance, right, and you spend a lot of money on appliance, why does it not come with a power cord? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, dishwashers it, are hardwired. No, oh, you got to buy the separate. No, you got to you got to buy the cord, and then you got to hardwire it yourself. Yeah, you got to wire it yourself. Now, do they do that because it's a universal? Where they well, I forgot to keep one of the pieces off of there. See, there you go. I mean, do they make it that way because they send the same ones to Europe and they have the different plugs, or they send the same ones? I don't know, man. It says universal the um, plug whenever I bought it, but and also it's like, hey, buddy, I'm buying a dishwasher. Look at me. Do I look like somebody who buys and installs a lot of dishwashers? Give me a little heads up, dude. Hey, you might want this power cord. (laughs) I would rather have the argument of I don't know why they charge me ten dollars for this power cord when I don't need it instead of going home and going. Why didn't you just charge me ten dollars? Well, that's what I had to do. I had to drive back, and Jason got the rant on my way back. I called him, and I was just ranting, you know. So, but it is what it is. But one thing we're not going to rant about is uh, is this past year at Disney, man. A lot of great things that went on in the year of twenty nineteen at Walt Disney World. And uh, tonight, I know Mike, we're planning on hitting on a few of those. Yeah, you know, we've uh, been talking about this amongst ourselves. We've talked about it. On the podcast throughout the year, uh, we've talked about it with our Disney family, and uh, 2019 brought a lot of really cool things to Disney. A lot of a lot of game changers, a lot of stuff, and I'm happy to talk about some of them tonight. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm most excited to talk about was something that I haven't experienced yet, but I booked a trip for May and April, so I'm good, very excited to go see it. And that's Galaxy's Edge, and uh, I know you guys got a chance to see it. I mean, Justin, you did. Justin, Jason, you haven't seen it yet, right? No, no, I still got a couple weeks yet. Mm-hmm. You're on, you're uh, on deck, ready to go. Yep, yep. And I'll be right next to you the whole time. You will. I'll be going. I can't wait. I'll be. I'll be reaching three feet up and poking him on the shoulder. Do you see that? Hey, JJ, JJ, do you see that? Who invited hey, the Jawa? You see, you see yeah. kids? This is what a Jawa looks like when you take oh off my his gosh. Little, little thing. You should go as Chewie and I'll go as an Ewok. That would be hilarious. How great would it? Can we, if I order shirts, if I get a shirts made, will you wear it? Of course I would. Oh my gosh. But I have a it. shirt for the tour though. So it has to be, it can't be for the tour. We can though. do another day. Okay. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll All right we'll figure this there. out. Um, well, I got to ask you since I've, since I've done it real fast, you know, this was a huge deal for Disney and we've seen lands rolled out over the past decade. And I think they handled this one better than they handled just about anything. I mean, other than the first day where, 
the um, groupings were a little weird, stuff like that. They really got this one settled. And once you go, Jason and Mike, you guys are going to really see that the way they laid it out, it's not like Pandora. It's not like Toy Story Land where it's bunched mm-hmm. because there it pretty much makes a loop. Okay. Uh, the, the flow of traffic through there is pretty natural. You don't feel like you're constantly up against people the whole time. And uh, and there's a lot of nooks and crannies and places to look and things to check out and, and stuff like that. Um, so I, I know in 2019, I'm going to label this as probably Disney's biggest uh, win with with doing this huge, huge thing that people are... I mean, Mike, you know, you and Jay both love Star Wars. And this could have easily been messed up. Mm-hmm. But I think once you're both there and you're standing... And of course, I know you guys have seen some images, videos, things like that... Uh, it really is over the top. They really did a great job. Well, when the feedback, look, when Toy Story was built, Toy Story Land, the feedback was, it's too small. doesn't flow nice. There's no shade. You know what I mean? I got a lot of negative comments from across the Disney community. Mm-hmm. And, um, but when, so when Galaxy's Edge was being built, like, man, you guys can't do us wrong on this one. You got to do us right, you know? And I didn't hear any negative stuff. I heard a lot of positive. In fact, I can't even think of anything negative that I've really heard as far as like the land itself. I've heard immersion or I've heard immersive. I've heard uh, lifelike. I've heard so many incredible things about it. So uh, way to go Disney on this one. I cannot wait to experience this. Do you guys think that Toy Story kind of got the short straw because they were so over involved with Galaxy's Edge? Do I? I kind of I, I kind of think that Slinky Dog was, I personally, when this land was being developed, I think the Imagineer that was in charge of this whole thing came up with Slinky Dog and then built a park around it. You know the commercials where you got the, the, the what is it, the Kohler faucet? Yeah, yeah, Build yeah. my house around this. Right. I really think Slinky Dog was the main fixture, and then they were, okay, let's just build the land around this, and that was their, their go-to. I almost feel like a lot of the land was forced. It was kind of tossed together. Um, I, I mean, I enjoy it. I really do. I enjoy it. Uh, well, Slinky Dog's great. I it, mean, is, that's... it is probably my favorite roller coaster on property as far as like a family fun, right. mm-hmm. you know, zippity doodah kind of roller coaster. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I would love I, eventually that, you know, when, when they start talking like documentary or something, I would like to know the truth. You know, what was the design process with this? What was the thought process? Yeah, I, it, when you look at it, I I like the way they integrated the toy structures uh-huh. with the land. I just think they they looked at the space and they thought, you know what, we have Galaxy's Edge going in. We only have this limited space to work with, and you already have an existing attraction, mm-hmm. you know, that you have to work around, create a new entrance for stuff like that. And I, I for me, I would almost rather them have left off Alien Saucer Spin. Mm-hmm. And okay. open the land up a little bit. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I could have. I personally think they could have just left that whole thing open, mm-hmm. and made Pixar its own land, and just gave Pixar its own its credit. You know what I mean? And and had Toy Story Land just as a part of Pixar's land. Uh, you know, because look, Pixar is is such an amazing addition to Disney. There's so much that they could do with that. You know. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Getting back to Star Wars. Do uh, getting back to Galaxy's Edge? Do you guys, when you look at it, um, what do you think? Just by looking at the land without without actually physically being there, what do you think Disney did right, and what do you think Disney did wrong? And I'll give my opinion because I've been there. Ooh, 
Um, the right, I would say immersion. Yeah. They did the immersion thing right. Um, wrong. Can I throw in, does it have to do with food or beverage? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what I'm leaning towards because I yeah. haven't had an opportunity to experience it. But I'm I'm thinking that maybe um, they could have maybe done a, a, a sit-down. Do they have a sit-down? No. no, they don't? Okay, then they maybe they could have done a sit-down then, yeah. you know? So, um, And you know what, Justin? Who's to say it's not going to come, though? It might. It might. You never know. Yep. But wouldn't you like to see... Mike, what about you? Because wouldn't you like to see a a character uh, uh, dying experience in both there and Avatar. Mm. Give me the big blue guys walking around, man. How cool would that be, you know? It was funny because I was just, just looking at the map today and I was kind of looking at the overview of where Galaxy's Edge kind of plays out and how it flows. Uh, now that I, I booked the trip, I'm really excited about getting down there. You know, I was just kind of looking into a little bit more. I, I look at that area where the sci-fi restaurant is, the Muppets and mm-hmm. and Mama Melrose is, and then you have Star Wars, Star Tours there. So it's like you <laughs> have that weird. that weird yeah. gap, that weird area. You know, if would you be happy with getting rid of the sci-fi restaurant and making that a no, Star Wars? No, and I knew you were going there. <laughs> Absolutely not. You Absol- love that place, don't you? Abs- I love the sci-fi. Absolutely now, not, Mike. Now. Put a bridge over it. Uh, well, now. Put a bridge. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> What if it wasn't a character meet? What if it was Star Wars films and it was a drive-in? Oh. Okay. Or shorts or something you like that. You could even mm-hmm. take the cars out and put in, like, old oh, racers. You could put like a, like a Jabba the Hutt stage up there. You put, Dude, the, put the, a, the, the speeders <laughs> and you could put on the, uh, okay. you know, the, the right. speeder cruise. Right. Yeah. I, will, I will entertain that idea. I think that would be a fabulous idea. Absolutely. See? There you go. And then what do you do with the Muppets? Do you put the Muppets over where uh, Lunch Bay is? You put it where Little Mermaid is and you just get rid of Little Mermaid. There you go. Right. There you go. And then what do you do with Launch Bay? Do you bring Launch Bay over to that area also? Do you even need Launch Bay, though, at that point? The meet and greets are great, though. They are great, but why can't you move those over in that area? Just move the meet and greets over in Galaxy's Edge. And what do you do with Launch Bay? That's eh, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Make it a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, look, some fun speculations. For, for me, Hollywood Studios is such a, uh, a park that's up in the air right now. Anyways, I think once you get Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, you know, coming up here in a few months, um, it, it's coming along. I can't wait to, to see Rise of Resistance. I'm just not at the point to where I'm going to rope drop at 5 a.m., no. you know, when I'm there. So hopefully Jay will be able to maybe see that in, in a couple weeks when we're down. I, um, I, ha- I know a guy who's working on some magic for us. You know a guy who's working on I some magic? Yeah, very, I know Very a guy. cool. Um, but yeah, I th- look for me, Galaxy's Edge knocks it out of the park. Rise of Resistance haven't done it yet, but I've heard nothing but amazing things from multiple people who have done it, you know, multiple times. And when you look at Smuggler's Run, dude, I love it. I love that you get to sit, even if you're not flying the Millennium Falcon. The whole queue is great. The uh, the attraction's great. The interaction of it's fun. I think just with the with the attractions in general, they knocked it out of the park. I mean, they just Disney went above and beyond putting you inside of the movies, inside of these worlds, these galaxies, and and now you're a part of the story. And that's the whole idea with Disney, anyways. Disney was a storyteller, and these are different stories that you're a part of. So I think they continued his his vision with bringing George Lucas in, you know, as well. Well, there's two things I want to. Oh, go ahead, Mike. No, go ahead, go ahead. Well, there's two things I want to um, uh, add is a question. And first is a question for you, Justin, since you've done Smuggler's Run. Um, 
what is the realism? What is the lifelikeness of it? What is the screen quality of it? I mean, what, where am I at? What are my expectations walking into this thing? I mean, it's, it's good. It's really good. I mean, you know it's a screen because it's, okay. we're not there yet. You know what I mean? Okay. We're not like... Um, but you, it, it's really good. I mean, look at Star Tours and then take it a thousand times better screen-wise. Okay. Also, I think the way they did the screen where it's not just a screen in front of you, mm-hmm. it has the bars like you're looking out the windows of yep. the Millennium Falcon. That plays really well, too, for that. You know, because it kind of breaks it up. It makes, you know, when you're moving, you can mm-hmm. tell you're moving. And it, it's really cool. Really, really cool. And the second thing is, is I want to give props for um, Disney and the boarding pass system that you created so for for uh, Rise of the Resistance. Now it's not a not a it to me it's not a um, you're eventually going to have to open up the fast passes and all that other good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're because I'm look if I have a family of four, that's not fair to me to have to go an hour like you said five a.m. just to ride this attraction. I can't. Yeah. Well, but that's just it. And yeah. so I mean, eventually, but for to get rid of the chaos, I got to give Disney props for what they put with this boarding pass. I, I think it worked out great, especially for all the diehards that were able to get down there so you're not missing teeth. I mean, look, Avatar was a fail, man. Eight <laughs> hour the flight of passage man. was Eight a fail when that opened yeah, up, yeah. you know? So, I mean, that was, people were like, people still got scars or in cash. People and were stuff. passing out. Right. <laughs> so, they were so wearing diapers. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Hey, you <laughs> Depends right, right here, pal. Yeah. Hey, um, but no, I got to give Disney props on that. You know, credit is due there, one hundred percent. Good on them for that. Mike, what were you gonna say? Oh, the one thing that I was gonna ask—I don't want to spend too much time on Star Wars—but you did the droid building experience too, right? Which is something new, was kind of interactive. No, I didn't, and I had it booked, and then okay. we ended up canceling it because it was for Riley, mm-hmm. as I air quote. <laughs> yep. But she wanted the new, you know, the bags. Like, we had bought the one, and then she wanted another one. And she just wanted other stuff. And I was kind of at the point where I'm like, all right, it's 100 bucks, but we could get her something else for that 100 Because the droid, we're going to build. I would bring it up here, and it would end up sitting somewhere in, up here. You know what I mean? And, and never be touched again. Um, now, with that said, I do want to build a lightsaber at some point. But it's 200 bucks. Is it a good quality two hundred dollar? Everyone I've talked to has built one. Has said it's a great quality and it's worth really? every penny. See, okay. now I just had a reservation set up and I just canceled my reservation. And you're did you? Shoot, yeah. You know what? I was looking online and I was and I spoiled myself by looking at them building them, and they're cool. But if you go to one of the gift shops there, they sell the movie replica ones mm. from the movies for about a yeah. hundred bucks. Plus, you can buy the blade to put in it. So I'm like, you know what? As much as I like the experience to build it, it's not as cool as the movie replica. Like I, I have a whole bunch of you know Star Wars figures and old Imperial troops. How cool would it be to have Darth Vader's movie replica lightsaber in front of all of my Imperial trooper kind of you know? Yeah. So I, I kind of want to have that movie nostalgic item to put on display other than just something that I threw together with a bunch of, you know, screws and bolts and nuts or whatever. So um, I might reconsider it. I mean, it's always available, but as of right now, I I took it off and I plan on, instead of spending the 200 on the lightsaber, I'm going to yeah. buy two movie-quality lightsabers. I'm going to buy Darth Vader's and Luke's, well, the blue original Anakin Skywalker lightsaber. Nice. Okay. I like it. Uh, yeah, um, I think you should buy the full-size stormtrooper costume that they have from the movie in there i think it's like six thousand dollars 
But you should buy that, and then you should just do every show in it. If it would fit, I would wear it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I haven't entertained that idea. <laughs> right, right. I'll tell you what. Yes, the Star Wars Star Wars was uh, was a huge thing for 2019. It it uh, it got people to the parks that maybe would have never gone to the Disney parks before, and uh, just a, a massive, massive part of this past year with uh, with the Disney with the, with the Disney with Disney parks. Yeah. Uh, one other thing, talking about Hollywood Studios, since we're kind of on the topic, and I know it's something that you've experienced, Justin, and I can't wait to try it for myself. And it also involves Epcot, and that's the installation of the much-needed extra transportation at Disney, and that's the gondolas. I think this is a game-changer for staying at certain resorts. Caribbean Beach now becomes a peak resort to stay at because instead of now, before, you were having to take a bus to Epcot, take a bus to Hollywood Studios. Now you're one stop to Hollywood Studios and you're one stop to Epcot. The best part about this too, look at Art of Animation. Art of Animation is right there. Great resort. Love that resort. Uh, you can jump on, on the gondolas. You know, you're right there. For me, leaving World Showcase and coming out and boarding the gondola and then seven I timed it. Seven minutes later walking into Hollywood Studios are you kidding? And I didn't have to get on a bus. I didn't have to walk. I had a comfortable seat to sit in with my, just me and my family. It was fantastic. It was it was fantastic. Katie freaked out the whole time, especially when it <laughs> stopped halfway, because um, it did stop for a little bit. And I know they've had their issues, but they're gonna get that worked out. It's gonna you know it, anytime you open a new mode of transportation, it's gonna have its issues. It's a game changer for us. I will park hop now between those two parks more than I would have previously. Is is there a gondola between the two parks themselves? So you say you're leaving Epcot. Yep. You leave Epcot. You take it to the Caribbean Beach stop. Okay. You get out, but as soon as you get out of the gondola, you it's right, right over to the right is okay. the one to Hollywood Studios, and it's easily easily marked. You know, it says to Hollywood Studios. You go, mm-hmm. you you jump on, and off you go. See, it's like a thing two and a half minute ride. Things like this really make me want to relocate down there and spend more time in the parks. Yeah. Now, what, just... when you go to the new park, let's say you're going from Epcot to Hollywood Studios, you still have to go through the security protocol, correct? Yes. The, the gates yes. and the whole bit and scan in. Yep. It's not it's not an in-the-park kind of thing. It's a matter of mm-hmm. you have to get you know security check, magic band, the whole bit. Yeah, because they, they it has multiple stops. I mean, it's still leaving Epcot. You you have to leave Epcot anyway, Stephen, board the gondola. It's on the outside. Gotcha. Um, it's at the International Gateway right there. Um, but you board there, same place you'd board like the boat if you're staying at Boardwalk mm-hmm. or you know. Um, but yeah, you board there, and then and then yeah, when you go to Hollywood Studios, you still got to go back through security. So it's now, not a closed loop system. Do they have their own security for the gondola people, or are you back no. with general public? You're back with general public. Okay. Yeah, because you have left the park now, and you are like, especially it's cool too. Like Hollywood Studios, I don't know if you guys remember when they were building the gondolas. The buses used to drop off right there in the front of Hollywood mm-hmm. Studios. The gondola is closer than the buses are now to drop off. Right. I mean, it's it's right there, and then the bu- new bus drop-offs are, are down a ways. For me, look, and I've said this a hundred times on the show, anytime I don't have to board a Disney bus, I'm down. Like, that is my, that is my only thing with Walt Disney World is, and this is where Disneyland crushes Disney World, is the fact that at Disneyland, not once do I have to board a bus. Now, I understand it's apples to oranges, two different things, size of parks, size of property, amount of resorts. It's different. But I I just, it's easier 
to get on a boat, it's easier to get on the monorail, it's easier to get on a gondola than it is to do a Disney bus late at night when the parks are getting out. And the minivan's the best, but there you go. Now, th- we've talked about the gondolas before, too. Will you got, Would it change your vacation? Now, let's take away DVC, let's take away uh, you know, what we typically do. Would it change your idea of where you're staying knowing you would have a gondola stop? Oh, 100%. Would it? Like I said, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it again and again, if the gondolas were there, I would not be a DVC owner. Yeah. I mean, look, we did 14 days at the Caribbean Beach. It's great. Those buses, and, and but those buses were enduring, man. Oh, those, those buses were yeah. enduring. And yeah. and the thing is, is, um, wow, uh, what a game changer, man. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Game changer. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Mike, I, I can't even imagine, too, doing a because i've never done one i've never done a solo trip in in all the times i've been in the parks i've never i've been by myself in the parks like when we've been down there but i've never done an entire trip by myself i can't imagine doing a solo trip and being able to literally just be like you know what i'm gonna hop over to hollywood studios and grab uh, a pretzel and watch this and then you know what i'm gonna hop back over to epcot and Uh grab a drink you know like it's so easy now where it didn't used to be. It's so easy to get between those two parks. Oh, I, I I love it. I love it. I mean, I got nothing. I got nothing else to say except I love it. I love the idea. I love it. I wish they would add more. Yeah, I mean, we all, we've all discussed before how Disney lacks in certain things, and transportation is one of them. And they've certainly stepped up the game, like you said, with the minivans. And this is a nice addition to have the gondolas become part of our everyday system. Once I can convince my wife and kids to go on it and it's perfectly safe, then I'll be golden. Can you imagine having a gondola um, just from, like, ticket and transportation to Magic Kingdom or ticket and transportation to Epcot, and you wouldn't have to worry about getting on the monorail? It's a people leader. I mean, it look, people it's, it's, it's four people moving. at a time. I mean, it, it's... You oh, you big, can fit six to eight, I think. I mean, but the thing is, is like I've done the, the Epcot, or the, I'm sorry, I've done the uh, monorail after Magic Kingdom, and a lot of times it's like, you know what, we're going to the poly, we'll just take the boat because everybody's <laughs> yeah, going no to the, doubt, uh, you know, man. the ticket yeah. transfer. So uh, this, I mean, you could move a lot of people with these gondolas. I mean, it's like the people mover. I mean, it is 100% nonstop. People are constantly getting on. It's incredible. Well, and think about this too. The, I I was so frustrated um, because everyone's been saying, oh, well, it stopped in midair. It, stopped, it, did, you know, it did this. But yet they don't say anything about the monorails. I was leaving the uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. I had parked at um, Ticket Transportation. I'd parked the parking lot because we drove in that day. And um, it was 1.15 in the morning, man. 1.15 in the morning. They packed us into the, the um, monorail. And then it stopped halfway. And we sat there for 20 minutes at 1.15 in the morning. You know, it's like any type of motor transportation can stop. It can all, you mm-hmm. know, and I would rather be stopped in a gondola because at least I'm in my own personal gondola and I'm not jammed into a, a, a place with 40 other people. So, Well, the thing that I always say after that is, did you die? <laughs> Almost. No? I'm, we die? were there about three and a half minutes before I started No, but I had a big old soda before be. I got on it. And let me tell you what, I about died. I, I about did start died. planning ahead. I started getting a little hot. 
and like, uh, uh, and I started looking at people like, all right, who can I, who can I, who can I take out first here? Cause this is a new, this is like Lord of the Flies now in the monorail, you know? Did you already like scoping who you're going to eat, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Survival, man. Monorail survival at right. one fifteen in the morning. All right. I will remember that next time it's one fifteen and you and I are getting on the gondola Jumping together. a different, yeah, jumping a different one. You're, you'll be in trouble. <laughs> So one of the other nice additions that we were able to get into this year was some new resorts, you know, and one of them just opened up the last few weeks, the Riviera. You know, we're talking about a new DVC resort, and that opens up a lot of options. And uh, it's nice to see that Disney's adding more uh, accessibility for people to come and stay down. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get a little bit more maybe park expansions so that we can, you know, take that those extra people that are staying down at the resorts and expand them into the parks. But uh, what do you guys think of some of the new uh, resorts that opened up? The resorts are uh, visually pleasing. I think they did a great job with them. I'm very excited to see them. I know some of the restaurants look really nice. Uh, I, guys, I really don't have um, I really don't have a bad thing to say about them. Well, number one. Um, I, you know, I don't plan on staying to either one of them anytime soon. And, mm-hmm. you know, number two, um, it's like, you know, my thoughts on the resort thing. Let's, it's, you know, I, I <laughs> you know, I'm thinking uh, more parks first, but uh, I think Disney did a really good job with uh, building these. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. We, Katie and I have a reservation at Topolino um, to have, uh, to have dinner there at Riviera. Uh, that's in April when we're down for the, for the Star oh, we're Wars. We're breakfast there. Marathon. Are you? Okay. That's the um, yeah. That's the new character breakfast. There. I think Sarah Webner was posting pictures of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're gonna do dinner there. I mean, it's pretty much like uh, California Grill from. Well, what they're I can aiming say. to be the best breakfast on property. Really? So, that's yes. A pretty high so standard. You, th- you throw that's exactly you throw a standard like that out. I'm gonna come check you out. I tell you what, some of the pictures coming out of there, that food looks quite incredible. So I'm I'm very uh, very much excited to try that, and it's a character. You know, it's a character meal. So. I'm looking at it now, man. That uh, flank steak the, looks yeah, fantastic. Dude, that looks great. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. Yeah, and I'm not even a breakfast person, you know me. Yep. But um but yeah, we've got we've got dinner there and I'm excited to do dinner because it'll just be Katie and I, uh yep. adult trip. We can go up, we can have some drinks, we can have dinner, we can see the fireworks from Are Hollywood you doing Studios. That Saturday night or Friday night? Oh, We're that's in April. In April, April yeah. Oh, okay. I, I can't remember exactly. dude, our our dining plans for April are uh, insane. We have Topolino, and we have California Grill. Oh, that's perfect. And I'm supposed to run a 10K at some point. And I'm just going to be full of wine and pastas and just completely, you won't be able to move me. So, but it is what it is. Um, I'm, I'm in Jason's boat. I'm indifferent with new desserts. New desserts. We're going to keep that in. I'm indifferent with new desserts. I'm indifferent with new resorts. And um, for the same reason, I think the parks, you don't have a down period anymore. Like you mm-hmm. used to, and for the fact of, wow, I'm paying a lot of money to go to the parks. You know, some families saving two, three, four years. Um, I, I think I think we need a fifth gate. I think we need somewhere to put people if you're going to keep building resorts. And you know, we we've seen Disney not only building new DVC properties and and expanding other resorts, but they are um, also you know buying up land. In certain areas, mm-hmm. that makes you think eh, it's not big enough for a park. That's going to be more. It's going to be more properties. Two hundred and twenty acres is a lot of land, though. Yeah, right, right around that pond. Well, here's the thing. There, there's a lot of speculation going on with it. What do you, you know? Can we just open that can of worms right now? Because I wanted to talk about that tonight, anyways, a little sure. bit. 
What do you think it is? What do you think they're going to do with that? Purely speculation. Mike? I know what they say it's for, but do I think that's what, what? it's for? They say what, what it's for they saying it's for conservation purposes. Okay. But I don't think so. I think it's gonna be some kind of park. And I don't think, think it's so? gonna, I don't think it's gonna be a grand park where you're talking like a Magic Kingdom or an Epcot. I think it might be some kind of like uh people eater when it comes to the fact of maybe like a Maybe like a Disney Springs light, you know, maybe something where you're going to have like restaurants and shopping and something along those lines. That's my my gut on that one. Did I read that they bought that land for six million dollars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who in their right mind is giving yeah. up that land for six million dollars? I, I, I couldn't believe it. 220 acres right next to Disney for six million dollars. It is on now. It is directly behind Shades of Green. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's... <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Right. Uh huh. Two hundred and twenty acres for six million dollars. There, well, I, I, some, I, I'm like, I'm like somebody, somebody, somebody knew smart. somebody something somewhere <laughs> somehow. Somebody knew a guy. They call you Mike. Did you know a guy? I, I yeah, know call a guy. me Iker. I know a guy. Yeah. I no, think you, it's going to uh, stay as is, guys. I personally think it's going to be conservation. But but Mike, I'm going to say that they are going to add something. It's going to be a different area of the park. It's going to be in a different area, but there's going to have there has to be that what is that a state law where there has to be a wash yeah. federal wash. Yeah. If I take yeah. this much land away from here, you I have to take, you buy subsidize it. it over there. So uh, I'm going to partly agree with you, Mike, and I think that something is going to be built, but that is set aside because that's going to be what is going to be built. Um, what I don't know. Please do not be another resort. No, I can I can just picture some guy walking in. He's got like a fake mustache on. He's like. Yeah. I'm with the Fault Bisney Corporation. I'd like <laughs> yeah, to buy right, your right. land. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a check uh, for four million. Oh, four million is not enough. Here's six million. Here's That's an, my. Bottom. He just reaches in his back pocket, pulls out yeah. the extra two mil. How about this? Huh? Now isn't now what is beyond that? I, I also read somewhere that there was that might be a buffer, just a buffer, so no, uh, another park can't or another hotel or something like that can't encroach in that area. Well, it's just Maybe. west of the Magic Kingdom, isn't it? It's just it's directly north of the. Of Shades of Green and West Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. right? But what's what's north of that though? There's a lot of. I mean, when you get outside of on the backside of the Magic Kingdom, there's a mm-hmm. lot of apartment complexes and, and right. stuff like that back that way. Right. So maybe, and I think I think it's just a buffer. I think it's going to be a buffer slash conservation. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe they'll turn it into a big old cast member parking lot. Who knows? Isn't it funny where? Because I drive, so I have a car, so I leave property right. a lot. Like I'll I'll like run off property and grab a pizza, stuff like that sometimes, and. It's really weird how when you fly in and you're in the bubble, you almost forget there's an outside world. You're oh, just yeah. like you're like I'm here. This is you know this is it. But then if you jump in a car in like six minutes, I can be over at a Domino's. You know, like I know. See, out. but I feel dirty then, man. Like Johnny Johnny R took me. Johnny Renfro took me. Went out to eat. Uh, we 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 had a very late Ep, um, Trader Sam's and Epcot day. Very late, and we went out to. My first experience with the Waffle House, I believe. What? Yeah, we don't have really? them up here. I know what they are, but we don't have them up here either. Yeah, you're not missing nothing, dude. Yeah. And you if anybody loves Waffle everything. House, I'm sorry. I know you really like that Waffle well, House thing, man. I, I... I'll eat one thing, though. I'll eat one thing. Waffles? I get the T-bone steak, huh. and I get the um, the uh, uh, smothered, covered, what is it? Some Some chopped, diced hash browns. Perfect, dude. It's perfect. Two in the morning. Okay. 
anyways, that was not on my experience. Um, but leaving, it's I always get this like, ooh, I feel unsafe and I feel dirty and I feel, <laughs> I feel like I just crossed into some other country that I don't like. And I, I don't know, I get all these mixed feelings when I leave the bubble, man. It's just, it's wrong. And yeah. um, I'm, I'm looking at you different now because you, you yeah, just admitted you that know. you leave. Okay. Right. I, is what I've it only is. been dealt with property once, and that's because I went down with the New York Mets at, as a work trip, and uh, me and Sammy went down to spring training. And we said, you know what, let's drive over to Disney for the day. I've never in my life paid so many tolls on, on a road before. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> this yeah. is nonsense. Every 20 feet, i got to pay 75 cents. I'm like, yeah. I know where to get you up here in New York, but oh, my God. And then I didn't have the exact change. I'm having a panic attack. I'm like, what am I doing? And the, the Mets provided me with a rental car, so I'm just driving through easy pass stops or whatever it is. And I'm like, ah, they'll get the bill. Don't worry about it. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I never really drove off property other than that one time. And uh, I didn't feel right either. It was kind of weird. When we went down this past time, we – we drove in and we uh, I four was a standstill, and so we had to come around the back side. We went like back roads, and we came this interstate in. If people who live in Florida, you're gonna know, um, like comes in like the north side of the of the property, and it was literally I think we paid like six tolls to go like twenty miles, but they were the most random amounts. It was like this toll seventy five cents. This toll is a dollar twenty five. This toll is one dollar and thirty one cents. You're like, what? Like, do you what are really you doing? think that those are really tolls? Do you, or do you think there's a guy with a semi truck that like just pulls in and he throws them out real quick and a, like a hundred people go through it and then he gets caught and pulls away and every day he's relocating the tolls in a different spot? Oh, people do that scam, up in New York, dude. don't they? People do that in New York. They mm-hmm. they like they'll set up like parking places, won't they? And then just take the oh, money yeah. and not. Yeah. Well, you get the squeegee guys that say, "Hey, give me five bucks, and I'll make sure your car doesn't get you know wrecked." <laughs> what are right, we right. talking about? <laughs> and then when you don't pay the guy, your car gets wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to New York. There's a little Taylor Swift for everybody tonight. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I, look, I mean, the the resorts are great. But you got to be conscientious, and surely Disney is conscientious of experience over profit. Uh, really, is has been the Disney staple for a long time, um, and so you got to keep that experience. So hopefully, they're keeping an eye on that, and they have a bigger picture because um, there was a couple things that they did. They were buying up stuff like crazy, and uh, and and I didn't know where they were going to go in the long run. But but it, I, I think they have a bigger picture in general. You know, speaking of buying up things and acquisitions, there's quite a few of them this year. And I think that maybe the Fox acquisition was extremely huge. Massive for me because you get finally my two lifelong passions meshing together. And that is, uh, you know, Walt Disney. You get the mouse coming coming together with, uh, with Homer Yellow Simpson. People. Yeah. I love it, man. I love their home, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's not Disney." Well, it is now, so get on board. All right. Yeah, you're right. There is no question about it. it's not Disney. It is Disney. Marvel is Disney. I mean, this is Disney now. You know, when our kids are our age, The Simpsons will be Disney. Yeah. Period. There's no. There's no turning back on it. Um, what was the the price? Do you think it was worth it, guys? Do you think it was worth it to buy this Fox network? I think so, and I think. Uh, Marvel itself, I mean, that's just a money-making machine, and I think having the Marvel lands and they're building the, you know, the whole land out in California, which we're going to see, you know, shortly yeah. coming up in July, yeah. uh, the construction going on there. I, I think that, like Star Wars, it's just a money-making machine, and I think that uh, buying up Marvel was the smartest thing that they got out of that. How do you think it eventually affects the parks in Walt Disney World? 
because we're seeing it already affect the parks in, in Anaheim. But once – you know that contract with Universal is eventually going to go. Like, eventually that Disney's going to go, this is insanity. What are we doing? Let's break this contract, and let's bring – Let's bring uh, these characters over to, um, you know, over to over to the parks. How how do you think it will affect the Disney parks, the Walt Disney World parks, when that happens? I was going to say I think that first of all, it's going to bring a little more class to Marvel. I've seen some of those costumes over They're at Universal. They're awful. They're too. so bad. They're horrible. Yeah. So oh. I think it's going to bring a lot more class to um, the actual franchise itself. And I really think, well, it's going to be polished. I don't even want to say class. And I, I'm sorry, maybe that's even misspoken. It's going to be more polished. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It'll be more professional. Um, but I th- do you think Walt Disney, and I think I know where you're going with this. Do you, are, you, are you maybe speculating that Walt Disney's vision of Walt Disney World is totally going to be just um, derailed because of all these big IPs that are coming over? Well, I mean, I mean look of- at Guardians of the Galaxy at Epcot. I mean, yeah. you know, this yeah. is stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So I think Walt's vision has already been derailed in a way. I mean, not the premise of your experience and what you see and the magic you get. But, I mean, in Walt's mind, he was building a community. He wasn't building, you know, what we have now. Now, do I think he would be proud of what has been done? Oh, I think so. I think he would think, wow, they absolutely, you know, crushed this in a 50-year time period. Um, what they were, what they've been able to do to create a worldwide phenomenon vacation destination that people all around the globe aspire to go to with their families, friends, loved ones, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. So I can't. Uh, I, I. But whenever you talk about, would Walt ever foresee this? No, I don't think so. But I do think if you get that type of addition, you're going to need a fifth gate. I, I just don't know where some of those those things fit within the properties. Um, you're going to have to build something that celebrates. I'm going to call it right now. It's going to be Marvel Pixar Land. Yeah? That's what it's going to be. It's going to have to be. However, I do like, and I want to add this, I do love the fact that they just leave the mecca of the Disney, Disneyland, Walt, Magic Kingdom alone. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? They just they leave it alone. You know, no bulldozers going through and totally changing something that's already perfect. Sure, they'll add on to it, of course. Yeah, you get but, Tron. You know, you get stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, but in. it's still, the Magic Kingdom is still the the absolute most beautiful, magical place on Earth. As much as I, as much as I love Iron Man, I don't want to see that in Tomorrowland. I think that should stay right. the way it is. As you know, we've talked about the fifth gates, and I think you're right, Jason. I think that a fifth gate with that whole acquisition would be its own separate entity where it's still Disney property. You're still in the Disney bubble, and that would be the way to go when it came to that. You know, we've, we've really never talked about that before as being the fifth gate. You know, We've had a lot of other speculations on what it could be when it ever eventually comes, but uh, I think having all of those extra properties that they obtained would be a great way to add that into the fifth gate. I just wonder how long before they incorporate the Marvel Universe and Star Wars. So, throw that out there. What would you think if they did that, though? <laughs> it's very possible. People no. would be furious. It would be it's so possible. It's so easily can be done. I can see just... them doing it on an animated basis, but I don't think they could ever do a live action. I think you're just you're taking two you pop think it'd be forced? icons. Too forced, yeah. It would be forced. Yeah. <laughs> And it wouldn't be with them. Get it? Well, um, it would be forced. No, I, look, I think I think you got two pop culture like huge icons that everyone recognizes, and mm-hmm. you know one's a little I don't want to say newer because it's been around forever. It's just it's newer to the big screen. It's newer to, yeah. to like the 
general public like myself. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. read comics or anything. So these movies are what I know of, of this. So, I no, I I think people would revolt. I think it would be the same thing as if you said, uh, we're going to put, um, uh, uh, you know, an overlay on Pirates of the Caribbean. That's or that's a bad example because you get an overlay with that with Johnny well, Depp. I- but you get, uh, or let's say Haunted Mansion. You know, we're gonna we're gonna put something that has nothing to do with Haunted Mansion. So, people well, I think you can incorporate The Simpsons and the Haunted Mansion together. The Treehouse of Horror. Oh, why not? The yeah. two aliens in there. Yeah, hey, King Codas. Let's have some fun with it. I mean, what? But this is our show. We'll do what we want. I like it. Let's do this. Uh, what else are we looking at this year, Mike? We've had acquisitions. They Disney's been spending money. They've been making money. They've been uh, building things. They've been opening lands. And we're giving them more money, and a lot of this has to do with the acquisitions, and that was the rollout of Disney+. Plus. And uh, we shelled out a lot of money for that, apparently, when it comes to all the numbers. And uh, well worth it. I would say with all of the movies we now have on demand, I think it really put a dent in Netflix budget. Uh, I think we did really well with that. Mandalorian was an amazing series. And I think that, uh, listen, and the money that I spent just in that first year pre-bought, I got my money's worth already. Way to go, Disney. Long overdue. You guys should have had this out five years ago. Thank you. I'm telling you. And what's one of the first things I said to you? Because, I, I mean, I like The Simpsons, but I'm not a Simpsons like guru like you are, Justin. Yeah, yeah. And when I looked and I saw 30 Seasons. years yeah, yeah. of The Simpsons, <laughs> unbelievable. Disney did it right with Disney+. Plus. Thank you. I love it. Yeah, Riley and I were watching... Um, um, who Shot Mr. Burns Part 1 and Part 2 just okay. before we were recording. We were supposed to be reading and uh, her, her her homework, but we didn't. Ah, it's overrated. We, we, it's Friday, we, dude. It's fine. Tell me what she doesn't need to learn that she can't learn from The Simpsons or doesn't need to learn she can't learn from The Simpsons. It, every, it's, it's everything. It's how I raise her is something something will happen and I'll go, you know what, this teaching moment. Oh, I know the episode. Let me grab Mr. Yeah. Plow and it'll teach <laughs> economics and how to, how to have a business, you know, so... Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 fantastic. I for me, Disney Plus is a it was a no brainer. I mean, when you look at the fact that I ended up buying three years up front, mm-hmm. and I think I they came down to like three dollars a month what I paid. It was something yeah. like that. I mean, it was it was or six dollars. It was nothing. I mean, it was mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. And to know that I'll have that, uh, that entertainment. And it's weird too because on Netflix, I'll get through. Uh, I'll, I'll pick up the remote, start scrolling through, and I'll scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. And scroll. And never picking thing, but with Disney Plus, because I know the properties so well, dude, I'll scroll and boom, there's something. I want to watch it. There's something it's I'll throw dangerous. it on. This it is, is a dangerous, dangerous time of it yeah. because, like, I was I was watching um, I was watching one of my movies and it's like, oh, I bumped over to Disney Plus because you know the kids were up and a lot of some of my stuff on Netflix is R rated and I don't, I don't watch them when the kids are up and um, just for violence or whatever. But anyways. Um, like, oh, the black hole. Remember we were talking about the black yeah. hole like 30 or 40 episodes ago, and I'm like, there it is. I'm like, and I, I almost hit play, and I'm like, no, I want to sit down with the kids and watch this. Please don't let me down. The, what I remember in my mind be as cool <laughs> as it was. Um, but then I'm like, oh, I want to watch it. And I'm like, oh, I want to watch it with the kids. And then Mary po- – and I'm like, wait, I had to put it away, man, because – Everything that I really want to sit down and watch, I, I want to watch with the family and kids. So I think that's the approach I'm going with. Where I I, I can't sit and binge this thing, man. I've got to like, I got to make it family movie time and just, um, man, we've really been enjoying it. And Mike, I'll tell you this: The Mandalorian was the first time in years that we sat down as a family and watched a whole series of something. Mm-hmm. 
It was absolutely fantastic. I, I absolutely loved it. I love that family time, and uh, it's been great. And I'll tell you what opened up the door, too, where I was like, oh, well, now the wife and I were sitting down, and, and this is not Disney-related, but we watched The Witcher, you know what I mean, on Netflix. And But what it did is it sat us down as a family, and we're like, I remember how nice this was, just to chill out and just have that family time. Yep. Yeah. You know, so, um, man, they did it right with Disney Plus. So th- thank you for that. Now, my question for you guys before we move on from that, uh, I like Toy Story 4 is not on there. What What is the reason to delay on that? Do they want, like, more? Are they going to do? Right. Yeah, so there's a delay. There's a, co- there's a couple reasons why. Yeah. Whenever they, whenever they do new releases, like in the theaters, uh-huh. yep. they always give it time for, for schmucks like me who have Disney Plus to go ahead and buy it digitally because I want okay. it right away. Yep. And I want to own it anyways because I collect movies. Um, so they have that. There's always that wait. And also, a lot of people have been complaining because certain things like Pirates of the Caribbean, I think it's Dead Man's Chest, is leaving Disney Plus um, starting next month, Why? I want to say. Why? Because they have previous agreements for mm-hmm. other companies to be able to air their stuff. That's why you don't see everything Disney has on there already. Is because like there's still some Disney stuff on Netflix. There's still oh, Disney there's a stuff whole on Disney Hulu. genre on Netflix, right? Yet. See, but they mm-hmm. have those agreements have been in place for a long time, and obviously it's going to cost Disney a lot more money to break those contracts than it's just worth. Let them play out. They just say, you know what, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll validate all contracts. We'll we'll let them go, and then eventually, you know, they're not signing any new ones. So now they'll go, okay, eventually we'll have everything back and we can put it out. So, okay. Yeah, Solo yeah, hasn't good. made her way. To, Solo hasn't made its way over to Disney Plus yet. That's still on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A so there's, there's a yeah. couple of those. Yeah, where it's it's going to be a little bit. Um, there was another one. Oh, National Treasure is still not over there yet. You know, because it has a previous previous agreement like Amazon or something like that. But I okay. mean, talking about movies and new releases for theaters because we like to go to the movie theater. We went mm-hmm. and saw uh, the new Jumanji this week. We saw Star Wars. Um, which I loved. I really did like it a lot. I think it was a great closing. No spoilers. Um, great closing to that saga. Um, but check that. Check out some of these. Okay, all in 2019. Disney uh, releases Captain Marvel, Dumbo, uh, Avengers Endgame, right? Aladdin, Toy Story 4, Spider-Man: Far From Home, Lion King, Frozen 2, and Star Wars Episode 9. That's only the big, big release. They had other ones too. But you're talking that I think it was, they had six movies that reached over a billion dollars in sales. Six. Mm-hmm. Frozen Two was great. Star Wars was great. Uh, Toy Story Four was fantastic. Um, Lion King. I only saw half of it. and I saw it on our cruise because Riley got sad when Mufasa <laughs> died, and I had to leave. Michael sitting next I to was me. Right yeah. next to you, yep. I had to. I had, I had to leave. Uh, Aladdin was, I think, the best live action remake they've done. Um, and then Endgame puts the puts the end cap on on you know MCU universe for that period. You know, of course, you're getting other movies, but what a great year! What a great year of movies! You set the bar, so let's <laughs> get on the end. Keep going. It, Keep going. I mean, what what are you gonna do here, guys? I mean, it's uh, there's some pretty incredible stuff coming out of Disney, you know. And you know, we can go back and forth of you know a lot of live action, this live action, that. You know, the box numbers are speaking for themselves. You yeah. know, people want to see it, so. Well, and too, now with Disney Plus, you don't have to roll out stuff to theaters. Like, if you want to make something smaller, like the new Lady and the Tramp, or, mm-hmm. you know, cer- stuff like that, you can make it at a lower budget and put it on Disney Plus immediately. And you know exactly how popular it is by your own downloads. 100%. I mean, you got control out of everything. This is yep. what people are watching. This is what they're not watching. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, not one person watched episode 38 of The Simpsons. Get rid of it. They're the worst. Those people need to go away. So... <laughs> But, you know, they know. So, they, you know, and, and with that, they can target where we should go next. I mean, it's, uh, man, it's incredible. I, You know, being sick now 
as a kid first when i was a kid completely <laughs> was, different man when i was sick as a kid i would watch bob barker and oh, the price you know, is right the price man. is right dude yeah. that was it man during the middle yeah. of the day you'd watch price is right and you'd watch that stupid uh um Yolehu, and he'd go up the mountain. Oh, you know, dude, that was one of my favorites. Stupid. That wasn't stupid. And he would get this up. Yeah, because the, there would always be some dude going, uh, he'd go, now, uh, how, how much do you think this is? And it'd be like a box of Kleenexes. He'd be like, ah, uh, uh, it's uh, uh, $14.95, Bob. It's like, it's not $14.95, it's a box of Kleenexes. What are you talking about? Yolehu, yolehu, do And you just like, ah, you scream at the top. All the way over. That's awesome. Yeah, boy, man, I forgot all about that. That's a fun one too, man. Oh gosh, we we still watch The Price is Right at work every day because our lunch break is eleven or twelve. <laughs> it's on every day. <laughs> is that, that Drew now? Carey now? Drew still? Carey? Yeah, it's Drew Carey. We, we okay. put it on the conference room. Everybody sits around, and has lunch, and the, and uh, we all have a good time watching The Price That's is Right. Fun, man, that's <laughs> awesome. Bob Barker's still oh. alive. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. He's still spaying and neutering yeah. pets every every week. And is a, is a good golfer too. Yeah, I saw him get beat up on the golf course once. By Happy Gilmore? By who? Adam Sandler? By, by Happy Gilmore. Happy, yeah. Gil- Happy yeah. Gilmore, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was a great fight. That was a great fight. Man, <laughs> he deserved it, too. <laughs> Moving on, Mike. Come on, buddy. What else we got to talk about? <coughs> you know, we brought up five amazing things that happened at Disney this year, but we didn't bring up one of the most amazing things that happened to me at Disney this year, and I know you two guys, too, and that was the Disney Dads podcast cruise. What an amazing time at Disney that was. I'm sure Disney was happy to have us and our amazing group, and, uh, you know, that was something that was a major part of our lives this year. Huge. We got to see, we got to meet people face-to-face, finally. A lot of families that we've interacted with and got to know, and uh, I'll never forget, um, I've told the story before, but First time I ever met the Rossies and the first time I ever met the Zobels was a Typhoon Lagoon, and I was standing in the wave pool, and I'm trying my best to carry on a conversation with those two as we're just getting pelted every 15 seconds by a big wave, you know, and uh, you would have a conversation and be like, well, yeah, yeah, I'm so glad you guys are, you know, um, so much fun. And then to be in the parks and to be by the pool uh, there, you know, and hanging out with you two and spending time together and having drinks and getting to know everybody and going to dinners and, and doing all that fun stuff. And then taking that bus ride over to the cruise, popping champagne bottles and, and hanging out and, and just what an amazing experience. Great, great memories with great people that will, will, I mean, I'll, I'll cherish those memories forever. That has to be one of the highlights of my 2019 year. Uh, Mike, you know, obviously we've been going to Disney since the kids were, you know, since Sammy was eight months old and Sarah was four years old. We've gone two or three times every year, and that was definitely one of our best Disney trips ever. And uh, and the kids will agree to that. My wife will agree to that. And uh, one of the hardest things that trip was the last day saying goodbye to everybody because it was just such an emotional time because we had such a good time with everybody, you know, and it was like taking a big, huge family vacation. And, um, Definitely on my 2019 year, that was certainly the, one of the absolute highlights when it comes to uh, to myself, my family, and Disney. Yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, the Zobels were okay, and, and... <laughs> no, listen, they were there. Guys, I um, didn't see the Zobels. What what a they were they were there. They were no, I had you know, listen. Uh, you know, you're talking about all these people. You're talking about the last day, and just just random people that I met that I knew they were with the group, like um, the Fantuccios. You know, I had coffee with them in the morning and. And, you know, I had a lot of coffee in the morning with people and, and meeting with people and, you know, because I'm the morning person. And, man, what a what a 
Well, first of all, Justin, you did such a great job putting that together. All right. I mean, you really did because I knew it was a lot of work and you had so much fun little stuff, you know, in there. You coordinated with, uh, you know, even some of our family, like Delinda, who put some stuff together for Mm -hmm. you. Um, Yeah, she's so sweet. She did such a, I mean, she went above and beyond for everybody. Um, You know, I I can't even thank her enough. Um, But, you know, back to you, Justin, you did a great job. You had everything planned down perfect. Um, the uh, meeting these people, guys, I, I, I can't even say this enough. And I know people around the world are like, oh, we're talking about the cruise again. Absolutely we are because it was such a fun, fun thing. Now, there's two things that, that I, I got from the cruise, okay? The biggest two things. Uh, number one, July, not my time to go to Disney World. <laughs> it's it's just not for me, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. It was hot, miserable, and crowded. And number two, I absolutely am in love with Castaway. Yeah, it's beautiful. That is one of the most beautiful I, that that island. I was and above all, you know, I'm a big safety freak. I was safe, man. I yeah. felt completely safe. Not like I was in some, you know, uh, other country's beach. I was. I mean, I, I understand that's part of the Bahamas, but it was. I was safe. We were in a secluded area. It was incredible. So, guys, um, yeah, I. Wow. It, I mean, what what can we say about that? It was great. It didn't hurt that we had a uh, a private cabana either. With the Reagans. Oh, my gosh, Rick. I tell you, <laughs> to have a private cabana there is a game. Un- unbelievable game changer. Amazing. I have, I'm have. i having lunch with them down there at Disney World at the end of the month. I'm going to see them, too. So, I can't wait. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's, I'm really looking forward to them, too. And, um, you know, the end of the month, we got Shannon McPherson and his family meeting us down there. And they were on the cruise as well. So, you know, it's a uh, man. I tell you, th- that's what I mean. These are people that we met on the cruise that we're meeting at Disney again. And, you know, like like I told Mike before we started the show, I said, the only ones I'm missing down there are you, Mike, and, and the Stolfi family. Yeah, I'm really you bummed know? about that, man. I really was. So, and, and I know you got work commitments and all that other stuff. And um, I, I did not invite Laura and the girls on purpose because I didn't want her to be, hey, Mike, we're going <laughs> to Disney World. You stay in here, okay? Because I think Laura would be telling you how it is. But, um, man, I just love your family. I love, I love, I had so much fun with, with you guys. And um, it's, look, I, I can't, I cannot say enough good stuff about it. So, anyways, I'm trying to articulate what I'm feeling and I'm having a difficult time doing it. So, let me take my Kleenex and hand it back to you. He he didn't even invite me. I'm just like a bad cold that won't go away. I just keep showing up. He's like, oh man, all right, whatever, it's fine. You can be there. If that's what you want. Yeah, I've got. Uh, we've got some. Hey, listen, we've got some fun stuff planned for yeah, the end do. of the month. Yeah, we do. So. You know what, too, and and the amazing part is a lot. Not only a lot, most of the families that were on the cruise are coming to Disneyland. You know, looking forward to 2020, guys. We've got. The Disney Dads uh, Disneyland Family Vacation coming up July 15th through the 19th of 2020. And we have tons of families booked. And we have new families that, that weren't there for the cruise that we're going to be able to meet and, and, and hang out with and, and get to know them. But also we got you know every, a lot of people that were on the cruise that we're going to see uh, out there too. So we're about to create all new memories. Uh, and where it all started, where Walt all started the magic there at uh, Disneyland. So... That's going to be a lot of fun. I absolutely cannot wait for that. And for anybody who is interested in that, there's still availability. Jamie and I opened up all of the uh, off-site resorts, the Good Neighbor resorts. And, uh, of course, the three on-site resorts are still still have availability. Uh, but they're going quick. So uh, get a hold of us. Even if you just are – maybe it's in the back of your head. I've always wanted to go to Disneyland. I had, I had uh, somebody contact me this week, and they're good friends. They're people that, that went on the cruises, too. Um, and uh, uh, the Ramies and, and they, she said, you know what? We always want to go to Disneyland. We thought about doing just an adult trip, but when we looked and we saw 
uh, you know, the kid, all the kids going that their kids know, and and the the group. She's like, now's the time to do it. So, um, they're joining us. Just so many great people that are coming out that way. We are so so excited to see you guys. So get a hold of Jamie and I. Show at awaywithmetravel.com, and we'll get you some complimentary quotes to uh, to come out there and chill with us, hang with us at Disneyland, walk in Walt's footsteps, ride the Matterhorn. It's a small world. We'll all be together. You want me to keep going? Yeah, no, keep, I'm, keep I'm, going. Well, how much more do you got? <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be a good time. You know, we mentioned a whole lot of amazing things that happened at Disney this past year. But uh, this whole year, we've also been blessed with some amazing pictures. Uh, and that's on our Facebook group. And you know what? That brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be our Facebook Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Justin, I haven't seen you in a while. What's your uh, pick of the week? My pick of the week this week is going to a couple different pictures. And uh, because we've got some actual like time to spare because we didn't do a show last week, my pick is going to Nate Smith. And uh, it is a couple different ones. The one of the Disney Cruise ornament. Um, but it, look, Irene Smith, and it's going to go to her too, so it's going to go both. Take, she has 117 Christmas trees. 117 Christmas trees. I love this family. I want to go to their house. And you know what? He brought up something really cool, and I love this idea. That next year, I think there's going to be a 118th tree, and it's going to be a Disney Dads podcast tree um, with ornaments from all around uh, the globe from, from, from our Disney family, maybe sending them uh, either postcards or ornaments, and they're going to do a Disney Dads podcast family tree. So super, super cool. You guys absolutely rock Christmas, and I love it. It, it made me smile from ear to ear whenever I saw all those posts. Uh, we got an invite, uh, December 22nd of 2020, that we were invited to the house party, man. I hope How they fun know. would that be for us just to fly in, just to walk, knock on the door and go, we're here. They'd be like, oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, I was just being nice. <laughs> like, you know? we, were, we were just being nice, guys. It's, we were. They took seriously. us seriously. <laughs> I have I have on my white shoes and a box for Nate. It says, I wanted to get you something real nice, Nate. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, uh, that is my pick of the week. Um, it's the, you can't go wrong, man. 117 Christmas trees. What a fun family, though. They've been so they're, fun. They're so great. Did you watch so the uh, the the tour she did? They did they did of all yeah, the trees. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, cool, yeah. man. I it's must have watched cool. it two or three times. And and unfortunately, thanks, Nate, because you inspired my wife to put up an extra tree next year. So I have yes, more work I to do. It. Thanks. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. It's very very cool. All right, so uh, Mike, if you don't mind, I'll go. Yeah, go ahead, um, Jason. What do you got? I'm so gonna, who's going to take uh, my Mike? pick? No, I'm not going to pick your pick. Um, I do have a runner-up though, but I'm going to do this one because we did miss two. Um, I'm going to give Sean McClure's uh, little girl. Did you see the picture of his of his ten year old daughter? Yeah, that was my pick of the week. Thanks. Was it really? <laughs> yeah, but go ahead. Oh Continue man, I'm sorry. It was Continue perfect. On. Listen, it was. Hey, listen. Happy birthday, little one. She's ten years old now. She's the same age as. Oh, she's a year young, older than my son. Um, she's sporting the up ears, uh, which are awesome. I, that's the first time I've ever seen those. Very, very cool. I hope you had an incredible and an incredible December 31st birthday. And um, I hope you have an incredible year. Happy, happy birthday. Absolutely love it. 
Yeah, it was cool also uh, her birthday Sarah, too. It was also Sarah Coyle's daughter's birthday. I think she posted was it? in that thread as Very well cool. too. Yeah, happy yeah. birthday. Very good friend yeah. of the show, Sarah. Well, I have my pick of the week, and my pick of the week goes to Tammy Adams. Tammy Adams was well, that now, was my runner-up. Uh, <laughs> mine now, and it goes tit to, for tat. Yep, goes to Tammy Adams and her daughter. Got to spend a little time with Ray, and they had an amazing magic time in Galaxy's Edge. It looks very, very cool. I love the pictures, and you have my pick of the week. So hey, can I can before we go on here, you know, I'm real big about people sharing intimate stuff with us on the Facebook group, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me read this one to you guys, and then I'm done with my runner-ups because there were so many. But I got to read this one. This is from Courtney Billadou. Um, I got to share Disney with one of my very most favorite families, which would be us guys and all you amazing people on the Facebook group. My cousin and her kids planned a trip to Walt Disney World about a year ago, and a few weeks after the trip was booked, she was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. Though the last nine months, she's been th- been through H-E double hot- hockey sticks and back with chemo and radiation treatments. They thought about canceling their trip, and at some point, her husband decided, forget canceling the trip. Let's make it the best trip we have ever taken since we don't know what the future holds. They added the Christmas party, her boys scuba dived at Epcot, and they added all kinds of extra dining. Nothing was off limits. I'm so glad I was able to share part of their trip with them and enjoy the Disney magic. Two days after their return from their most epic trip, she found out she was 100% cancer-free. How awesome is that? Amazing. That's fantastic. That's unbelievable. Awesome news. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to everyone that was there over New Year's um, because you guys fought the crowds. You posted amazing pictures, uh, and <laughs> I've got to, uh, your heroes. I got to give you huge props because you really did. Uh, Generals you, of the Disney Dads, <laughs> you, really, you really did us all service by being there and showing us what yeah. it was like. So uh, good on you. I hope you had a great time counting down into 2020, and that's where we are, fellas. 2020, a new year, new adventures for the Disney Dads podcast, the Disney Dads podcast family. We're gonna see uh, new people. We're gonna you know get to spend time with people we love, and and it's just. It's going to be a great year. You know, you, the three of us talk a lot, and whenever we talk about, we kind of come up with our goals and we kind of think of what we want to do. And, and it's, it, it's always exciting to enter a new year. And guys, we're entering year three of doing this show. Uh, 2020 will be year three, which doesn't seem quite possible, um, but we are, we are rolling up on it. And uh, it just seems like just yesterday that I was a wee little guy in my garage. Uh, talking into a microphone uh, with with you fellas, um, and here we are, uh, almost three years later. Uh, and guys, I I want to say from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you too. I appreciate the Disney Nets family. Uh, I appreciate what um, we all have built. It's not just Mike, Jason, myself. It's what everyone listening, that uh, everyone on the Facebook group, everyone that contributes, tells stories, lets us be a part of their life, opens their you know a window into their life. Uh, it, it's you. So you guys have created something great, and uh, I know I can speak for both of them to say thank you for letting us come along on this journey. And uh, here's to uh, here's to another year, fellas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, fellas. You know, we got to reflect on a lot of things that happened in the last year. And, uh, you know, doing this podcast with you guys is one of my favorite things, you know, year after year. Like you said, Justin, it's it's the people that help make this group, and it's an amazing thing. And um, as much as I needed the time off with the family, I certainly missed you guys. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next year. I'm looking forward to our Disneyland trip, and I'm looking forward to a lot of things to come. 
I'm looking forward to spending more time with our Disney family. And, uh, you know, this year flew by like it was nothing. And I'm looking forward to the future. And uh, more importantly, I'm looking forward to it with you two guys. Jay, closing words? Um, I'm I'm just going to say this. I I can't really add to what you said. It was stated perfectly, Mike. I'm not even going to attempt to add to that because you stated yours perfect. So with that, I just want to say Happy New Year's to my two best friends and your families, and good night. Good night, fellas. Good night, guys. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the one. And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.